RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. National Security Police arrest two men over allegedly seditious posts in a Facebook group. The health chief says the SAR's new quarantine rules won't result in a surge in COVID cases. And Hong Kong says farewell to another beloved place to eat, with blame placed squarely on the pandemic. National Security Police say they've arrested two men they suspect violated the sedition law by posting social media messages promoting ill will between different classes of Hong Kong people. Here's Mike Weeks. The men aged 28 and 29 are suspected of posting the material in a social media page they manage. Sources say the suspects work in the Home Affairs Department and the Office of the Government Chief Information Officer and that they are the administrators of the Facebook page Civil Servant Secrets. In a statement, police said officers also investigated five other men, two of whom were arrested for fraud. The sources say they are ambulance personnel under the Fire Services Department and were suspected of involvement with posts on the Facebook page. The force said police searched the officers and homes of the seven men with a court warrant and seized communication devices. The four suspects have been detained for questioning. Officers say more arrests could follow. The Health Secretary, Lo Chung Mao, says cutting quarantine for people arriving from overseas will not lead to an increase in COVID cases. Any arrival who's already spent three nights in a quarantine hotel is now being released into the community, although they will be under medical surveillance for four more days. The Health Chief told RTHK that the new rule would minimise the risk of infection, saying statistics show that fewer than 1% of travellers had tested positive for COVID after three days of quarantine. The virus transmission in our community currently is already much higher than having coronavirus cases among the travellers with our 3 plus 4 arrangement. This man was one of the first to be allowed to leave a hotel early under the new arrangement. He says he's happy about it. Oh, I'm okay. Just get out of the hotel is fine. Yeah, I'm happy. What do I want to do? I would go back home and see my family and then work. Health officials say medical staff with an amber code after leaving hotel quarantine will be allowed to go to work. However, they'll be ordered to take extra precautions to reduce the risk of COVID. Dr Gladys Kwan, a chief manager at the authority, spoke at a daily COVID briefing. For our staff, which have a yellow coat, we will ask our staff to pay attention to the health condition. If their OAT is negative and if they feel unwell, we would not recommend them to come to work and rather ask them to wait for the PCR test results. And we will remind our staff to pay attention to wearing proper gear. And of course, we would not encourage our staff to have meals together. Hong Kong has reported 4,045 COVID infections, including 262 imported cases. There are now 1,546 COVID patients in public hospitals, 195 of whom are newly admitted. Eight are in intensive care. There have been three additional deaths involving patients aged 87 to 93, two of whom were unvaccinated. One of Hong Kong's oldest dim sum restaurants has become a casualty of COVID. The Lin Heng Tea House on Wellington Street has closed down along with the Lin Heng Chan restaurant in Chunwan. Diners hoping to visit that restaurant this morning were shocked to learn of its sudden closure. This woman says it's sad to have to say farewell to the historic tea house. It's a pity because it has a long history and the food is good and famous. But it's hard to predict now that the economy is not good. There's one less choice for dim sum. 
It's sad to say goodbye. I feel so shocked, as I thought it could last longer given its long history. Looking at the weather, the observatory says a strong wind signal number three will remain in force until at least two o'clock in the morning, unless tropical storm Mulan strengthens significantly or edges closer to Hong Kong. The storm is currently about 450 kilometres south-southwest of us, and it's forecast to move north towards western Guangdong and Hainan. On the weather for tonight and tomorrow, strong east to southeasterly winds, occasional gales offshore and on high ground at first. Winds will moderate gradually later tomorrow. Cloudy to overcast with heavy squally showers and thunderstorms. The seas will be very rough with swells, temperatures between 25 and 28 degrees, and it's going to stay showery in the coming couple of days, sunny intervals early next week. Temperature now 26 degrees, humidity 94%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A tourism sector representative says she expects more Hong Kong people will vacation overseas because of the new quarantine rules. Fanny Young, the executive director of the Travel Industry Council, says Hong Kongers love to travel and have been starved of the opportunity to do so during the pandemic. However, she says more needs to be done to bring visitors to the SAR and the industry is calling for a resumption of quarantine-free travel. Now it has been reduced to three days. Definitely it will have a growth, maybe around 20 to 30 percent. But as long as we have the quarantine requirement for the inbound, I just don't think it is a significant help. Moving forward, I think the travel industry, what we expect will be a free quarantine policy. By that time, I think we can really restart our travel business. Subscription for the government's new batch of inflation-linked silver bonds will start in two weeks' time on the 23rd of August. The new tranche, which is only available for people aged 60 or above, will have a larger issuance size and higher minimum interest rate compared to last year. The issuance has been set at $35 billion, but the Monetary Authority says that could be raised to $45 billion, depending on demand. An executive director at the authority, Clara Chan, says the interest rate floor for the bonds has been lifted to 4% from 3.5% last year. An increase in issuance size aims to promote greater participation by senior citizens. And a higher fixed rate aims to benefit senior citizens by way of enhanced guarantee return in this highly uncertain investment environment. Each unit of silver bond has a principal amount of 10,000 Hong Kong dollars. Interest payment will be made every six months. And to prevent over-concentration of holdings by a small number of investors, we'll continue to impose the maximum allocation quota of one million Hong Kong dollar per investor. The Financial Secretary's Office says the government has no plans to relax stamp duties on home purchases. It came out with a clarification just hours after ex-co-convener Regina Epp said it was among policies under consideration to shore up the local economy. Damon Pang reports. Regina Epp made the misstep in a morning interview with Bloomberg Television. The head of the New People's Party suggested Hong Kong could waive the double stamp duty for mainland buyers. Mainland professionals, they have been clamoring for the double stamp duty to be waived for them even before they acquire the right of a bone. Will you do that? Is that? I think the government would, well, it's all a, a raft of measures are under consideration. And this is certainly something that the government could consider. Her comments sparked a major rally in the shares of local developers. New World at one point gained 6%, while Sun Hong Kai Properties, Henderson Land and CK Asset each rose by more than 3%. But the office of the financial secretary, Paul Chen, issued a statement in the afternoon, refuting what the convener of John Lee's cabinet had said. 
The statement said the government clarifies that there has not been discussion on the relaxation of stamp duties for property and points out clearly that there are no relevant plans. Mrs. Jiptan went on commercial radio to say that waiving stamp duty is only an idea of her party, and she will put forward the suggestion to the chief executive during his policy address consultations. The former secretary for security also issued a statement of her own, saying that in her interview with Bloomberg, she was specifically referring to the buyer stamp duty imposed on non-permanent residents. All the property chips edged lower following the government's clarification of the matter. Macau Chief Executive Hao Yat-sang says the SAR won't adopt special schemes for quarantine-free travel because its anti-COVID measures have to be in sync with those on the mainland. He told lawmakers this was a top priority in order to revive its economy. We can't have a new arrangement where any travellers from overseas can come here without quarantine because this doesn't match with the mainland's relevant systems. It will hinder us from opening our borders with the mainland. The Macau CE said its government had been working with its mainland counterparts to increase the number of visitors to Macau to help revive its economy. He also revealed that officials are looking at integrating anti-epidemic measures with nearby Hankin so that both sides could share the burden if there's a COVID outbreak. Overseas, the heaviest rain in South Korea for 80 years has flooded parts of the capital Seoul. At least eight people have died. Metro stations and major roads were left underwater. Some victims in basement flats drowned, trapped by water that cascaded inside. Hundreds of residents have been forced to evacuate their homes. More rain is forecast. The president, Yoon Suk-il, said global warming was forcing the government to change its emergency planning. The intensive heavy rain we see now, which broke the record for hourly precipitation, is believed to have been caused by climate change. The government should review the current disaster management system from scratch, taking into account these abnormal weather conditions caused by climate change. RTHK's Seoul correspondent Frank Smith has more details on what happened in those so-called semi-basement homes. Something like 230 households have been flooded and left 400 people homeless. It got to the to the point where the, the president of South Korea actually visited one of these semi-basement homes where, where some people had died and, and he's calling on authorities, calling on emergency services to dial up their response to this crisis. The FBI has raided the Florida home of the former U.S. President Donald Trump in an unprecedented step. Mr. Trump said the Mar-a-Lago compound had been occupied by a large number of agents who had broken into his safe. He described the raid as an attack by radical left Democrats desperate for him not to stand again for the presidency. It's believed to concern documents taken from Washington when Mr. Trump left office. A group of Mr. Trump supporters gathered outside his Mar-a-Lago estate to wave flags and express their anger. David Arenberg is the state attorney for Palm Beach, Florida. Trump will use this to regain his martyr status because that's the area he feels most comfortable in, to be a MAGA martyr. And he's going to use that to run for president. And so this could be very useful to him as many people rally around him during this time. And, hey, who needs ideas when you can just run on grievances? President Joe Biden has been visiting families affected by devastating flooding in Kentucky. At least 37 people are confirmed dead and several others are missing. 
Thousands of people were displaced after the flooding swept away their homes. Many remained stranded without access to clean water, electricity and critical supplies. Mr Biden promised to support the local community. I don't want any Kentuckian telling me you don't, you don't have to do this for me. Oh yeah, we do. You're an American citizen. We never give up. We never stop. We never bow. We never bend. We just go forward. And that's what we're going to do here. And you're going to see. And I promise you, the bad news for you is I'm coming back because I want to see it. Thank you very much. Lamont Dozier, one of the trio behind the famed Motown songwriting and production team Holland Dozier Holland, has died. He was 81. This report from the BBC's Colin Patterson. The Supremes. The Four Tops. Martha and the Vandellas. As one third of the Holland Dozier Holland songwriting team, Lamont Dozier was crucial in shaping the Motown sound, writing 12 US number ones in the 1960s. He said they had no idea about the cultural impact their songs were having on America at the time, as they were just kids banging the stuff out. Sport and in football, Barcelona have reaffirmed their intention to keep the Dutch midfielder Frankie de Jong, despite interest from other big European clubs. The BBC's Adam Samuel reports. Barcelona president Joan Laporta says Frankie de Jong wants to stay at the club despite interest from Manchester United. The Premier League side agreed a near $77 million deal for the Netherlands midfielder, but the move is yet to be finalised after several months. He's also been linked with a move to Chelsea, but has been a key target for new Manchester United boss Eric Ten Hag. And recent reports have suggested that Barcelona want de Jong to take a wage cut should he remain at the Camp Nou amid the club's financial troubles. Elsewhere, Everton have completed the signing of England centre-back Connor Cody on a season-long loan from Wolves. In tennis, Nick Kyrgios says the past year has been an incredible transformation. After a runner-up finish at Wimbledon last month, Kyrgios defeated Japan's Yoshihito Nishioka to win the City Open in Washington and claim his first ATP Tour title since 2019. The Australian won 6-4-6-3 and didn't drop a serve in the entire tournament. Just very emotional. To see where I was at last year to now, it's just an incredible transformation. But I just came out with great energy. I knew that I had experience on my side today. Been in some really dark places and just to be able to turn it around. And There's so many people who helped me get there, but, you know, myself, I've shown some serious strength to just continue and, you know, just persevere and get through all those times and, and be able to still perform and win tournaments like this one. A reminder of our top stories tonight. National Security Police arrest two men over allegedly seditious posts in a Facebook group. The Health Chief says the SAR's new quarantine rules won't result in a surge in COVID cases. And Hong Kong says farewell to another beloved place to eat, with blame placed squarely on the pandemic. The news from RTHK.
Given the volatility of the pandemic, please get the third COVID-19 vaccination dose soon. The antibody level will drop over time after receiving a vaccine. Getting the third jab gives extra protection to guard against the virus. Most importantly, it reduces the risks of severe disease and death. The mutant strains are highly contagious. Get the first and second doses soon if you haven't done so and receive the third one on time to protect yourself and those around you. Enhance protection. Get all three doses. Radio 3.